Hello, welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey and I had to have four teeth taken out when I was younger because my mouth was so small. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've had so many teeth taken out but it's just because like I've I I don't know I've always just had shit teeth because yeah teeth is such a nightmare that's my fun fact (laughs) well actually I I I had a different fun fact but now I'm gonna relate it to yours um okay my hi guys I'm Maria and my fun fact is that I'm having a root canal done really soon (laughs) wow that's so exciting and so fun (laughs) yeah I'm so excited it's such a fun fact (laughs) good times Um, yeah (laughs) Well, anyway, this week we are talking about sex toys and we're going to talk about sustainability in the sex toy industry and also give you guys some advice on how to talk to your partner about using sex toys if maybe you're a little bit nervous about that and it's something you want to do. And we're joined by a very lovely guest called Mel, who is the founder of Melba Toys. And they are a new sex toy company that are going to make made-to-order sex toys that are sustainable and ethical. And in honour of it being Earth Day this week, she's going to teach us a little bit about sustainability in the sex toy industry, which isn't really something that we know much about. So we're excited to learn. Please welcome Mel. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to nice to be on the show. It's great. Looking yeah, thank forward you to for it. joining us. Yeah, you asked me about my fun fact, and now I feel like I'm going to change it, even though I told you what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a a, a um a tooth related fun fact I can give you, <laughs> and a root canal related one. In that, um, it's probably not that fun fact that I once got run over by a bus. And then many years later, it fractured my tooth and um, my tooth died and I had to have a root canal and I had no idea because it died oh, from the inside. Oh yeah, God. fun fact of the day. That's but maybe crazy. the fun part, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the fun part of it is that I'm still alive. I mean, not many people can say they got hit by a bus and are still alive. So happy yeah, days. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That is fun. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it ended well. So. Yeah, it, it ended very well. I'm very happy to be alive. Without one tooth. Or to be here to talk to us about sex toys. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, I feel like I talk about (laughs) sex toys a hell of a lot these days. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we talk about sex endlessly, so you're very at home with us. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think Um, that's great. And it's sort of why almost why I set up the business in the way I did is that I think it's really good to normalise the conversations around sex and desire and pleasure and what people want and... I think a lot of the issues with the sex industry and sex toy industry is because people are scared to talk about it or there's that sort of taboo mm. and stigma around it. So, yeah, hopefully things like this mm. and what you guys are doing, I think it's really great to open up those conversations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's like why we wanted to start the podcast, because <laughs> there's so much more stigma around it than it kind of seems at surface level like mm. we th- we thought we were surrounded by loads of really liberal people but <laughs> you find out more and more that you're just not <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it's, it's hard for people to talk about and um a friend of mine actually set me a challenge which was when I was first setting this up was like oh I can't talk to people about it especially 
some of the people we're hanging around with were like sort of 40 year old corporate guys and we all sat down for a, a meal together and she's like I bet you can't bring up the conversation at the dinner table <laughs> and so I was like right <laughs> challenge accepted so, um, it's always a good challenge to see like the most extreme situations yeah, see what people's reactions are yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well let's move on to the segment we did a few polls and we asked a few questions and we have a lot of good content cool. you guys really pulled through after our um yeah, thank you. <laughs> our rant last week about how no one was <laughs> sending us anything um so we asked people the first poll have you ever bought a sex toy or do you have one and 72 percent of people said yes and 28 percent of people said no so a lot higher than i thought really yeah true I don't know I was thinking it was going to be like 99% yes really (laughs) maybe that's just the world I exist in now (laughs) okay well then we asked have you ever used a sex toy with a partner and 69% of people said yes and 31% of people said no so a little bit less people Mm -hmm. which I expected even less I'm kind of surprised that it was like kind of close yeah so almost all of those people Mm. are using it with their partners I mean great they're having a great time (laughs) (laughs) lockdown's been great for these guys (laughs) (laughs) and then the last question was would you ever be open to using one with a partner and 97% of people said yes and 3% said no so again really good the the 30% of people who said they would be open to guys you gotta get on it and start (laughs) start introducing it into your sex life maybe what's interesting about those statistics are you've got a gap there of maybe people who are a bit scared to have that conversation or don't know how to Mm. approach it or are thinking about it but not quite yeah Yeah. but it's good that we have the statistic because it shows that like more people are into it I think people Mm. get so in their heads like oh no my partner wouldn't be into it like I don't want to bring it up in case they judge me but maybe they're both sat there thinking I wish I wish they'd bring up the conversation (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you Mm. never know unless you ask so (laughs) this is your sign that you should go ask (laughs) okay (laughs) and then we also asked we did one of the little slidey things on instagram and we asked how often would you say you use a sex toy and we did very rarely or never occasionally and regularly and the most common was between like just past occasionally so yeah so now we know people's sex toy yeah. usage <laughs> a little bit of an insight there thanks guys i'll just take yeah. that data for my own research <laughs> yeah please do (laughs) so then we asked if you don't use them why do you not use them and the first answer was because mommy is kind of a detective (laughs) (laughs) which made me laugh I was like okay I don't know what this means Oh yeah, I can imagine like just the horror of the the worst thing in the world being my mum discovering my sex toy collection. <laughs> oh no! In fact, I have <laughs> I have a pact with my friend, with my best friend, and I tell her where my sex toys are and what like what they're in, like a box or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um, so she knows that. The worst case, if I die, she goes in there and she gets the sex toy. Box <laughs> so, so then my mum doesn't have to see it. That's so good. <laughs> oh my god! When I was 
moving houses one of my friends had gotten me a huge strap on for my 18th birthday which I'd never used but I'd put it in this sort of like drawer that comes out of my bed and we were moving and I'd completely forgot that it was in there and the guys were like oh okay yeah we're just gonna move the beds we just have to empty out the stuff that's inside the this little thing and I was like no, 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 it's fine, just leave it in there, it's, it's just okay, leave it in there, it's okay, you don't have to, it. <laughs> oh, brilliant, oh, so uh, <laughs> I actually had a fun fact, but I think I've already told it before, that I found my mum's sex toy when yeah. I was, like, four, oh, and I <laughs> took it out of her drawer and, like, ran around the house with it, <laughs> and she was so embarrassed. Obviously, I didn't know what it was, so it doesn't matter. He had no idea. <laughs> so innocent. Yeah. Okay, another reason why someone gave for not using sex toys is, I prefer his tongue, yeah, I'm too lazy to use my fingers. Well, sounds like a sex toy is perfect for you. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I have a vibrator that has like a little tongue kind of shape on the end. So maybe that's the perfect in-between. <laughs> this is why you get a sex toy. Like, that is the precise reason. Mm. The next one is don't like having stuff around the house. But I saw a girl who had stuff and it was fun. Yeah, again, kind of like you don't want someone to just stumble upon stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it goes two ways, doesn't it? Back to that sort of conversation of these conversations you can't have and mm. you don't want to have in polite company and you think mm. oh no if someone sees my dildo <laughs> sat on the, the windowsill how am I going to explain that yeah is it a way to spark a conversation or you know not something that you normally talk about um but I mean maybe if you wanted to be really controversial you could just stick one on the dinner table <laughs> yeah see see who's the first to mention it I've seen people on Instagram have like dildos as decoration around their house mm. and I'm like oh that's that's pretty brave yeah. <laughs> like good for you <laughs> to be fair there are some really pretty ones there's so many that now people are making them and like little small boutique are making these really niche beautiful like sex toys and dildos and butt plugs that they don't even look like you, you know your traditional sex toy you can put them as a sort of nice little display item yeah. <laughs> in your bookshelf or something <laughs> okay the next couple ones is maybe stigma of getting one or scared to be judged a bit or also they're expensive and then someone has said never really built up the courage to buy one so mm. yeah like the being scared to buy one i get that it can be kind of intimidating yeah you never know how they're gonna arrive if it's gonna be <laughs> some really <laughs> like not discreet packaging and then you're gonna have to like explain to people what you've got <laughs> or if the box is slightly ripped open you think oh no yeah. <laughs> what's happened it's on the back of the dpd van still <laughs> i've got on my website like a little sex toy quiz you can do and I would say 95% of people say that discreet packaging is the most important thing to them. And yeah, I think that's that's really important. You, there, there's a whole world out there, isn't there, of mm. um, where to buy sex toys. And it can be, one, it can be really overwhelming. There's just so much to choose from. So it's like, where do I even start? Yeah, and you don't know how it's going to arrive or whether you can trust the person you're buying it off. And um, yeah, sex toys can be really expensive. Mm. But um, 
I think one big problem with the sex toy industry, and a lot of people don't know this, is that in the UK and probably most of the world, the sex toy industry is completely unregulated. And so you don't know that what you're buying is actually safe to put in your body. You don't. It doesn't have any sort of standards that it has to adhere to. The, the supply chain and the way it's made doesn't have to be ethical or um, anything like that. So it's quite hard that for, for some people, sex toys are too expensive and then they end up having to buy the cheap things that may not necessarily be good for their body mm. or good for the environment mm. or good for the world or the people making, you know, it's a, it's a whole <laughs> rabbit hole of, of things to consider, isn't it? And I guess that you get to that point, and you think, oh, it's just, I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. It's too many things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of obvious that they're not regulated if you think about like the material, like if you've ever touched a sex toy, I'm sure you'll probably like this, what is this material? <laughs> like where did this come from? Mm. Unless you got one of those yeah. like glass <laughs> ones. So yeah, it makes sense, but I guess no one really talks about it. So it's good that, that you're looking at it from a sustainability (laughs) angle yeah definitely I would say when you say about the touching it and I think the biggest red flag if you are sort of at the lower end of the price scale it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get something that isn't safe for you but there's some real red flags if it smells really bad Mm. if it feels like it's you know that jelly kind of you know the old rampant rabbits that's you know that stuff isn't safe to put in your body it's it leaches toxic chemicals and yeah yeah, I've done a whole Instagram post on it and what's good for you and what's not good for you but um yeah in my my opinion or my advice would be platinum silicon which is medical grade silicon stainless steel and glass are really good um go-tos you know that you're buying something that's safe for you yeah yeah I think people get scared of glass because they like think it's gonna break inside of them but it's probably better I mean, firstly, it's not going to break inside of you. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> it's probably better than having some, like, dodgy chemical plastic inside mm. your vagina. Like, it's just so bad yeah. for your pH. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's unlikely that a glass dildo or something is going to break inside of mm-hmm. you. But again, it goes back to that when it's cheap, it is still unregulated. So you do need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check that if, if you're glass products are annealed which means that they're, they're cooled down slowly they're less likely to shatter but oh, cool. yeah something that's that solid you know solid glass it's not if it's hollow, yeah, it's hollow. It's it's probably not good, no, don't go there <laughs> don't, don't get your bars out the cover. Uh, moving on to the next one sometimes when you're caught up in the moment the plans to use them go over your head yeah that's fair yeah. i think that can be like a big struggle of figuring out how you're going to use them because it it can be a bit awkward if you've never used it before and you just suddenly like pull out this vibrator in the middle of sex like discuss it before and then it will maybe be a bit more smooth (laughs) Mm, yeah I think as well it's it's good to prepare in advance so if you know that you want to use a sex toy maybe you can do a bit of prep beforehand, get them clean, get them to hand, have a bit of lube to hand, you know, mm. get your area set up so so that if you in the mood takes you and you're sort of mid-flow, you can just reach over mm, yeah. and, and grab it. But, I mean, you never know that that sort of pause, a little bit of a reset, you could keep going for longer or you could explore different things. So it's not, not always a bad thing, but, yeah, sometimes you just want to yeah. be in the moment, don't you, and don't want to stop. So completely understand <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> next one laziness mine runs out of battery so quickly yeah i i <laughs> say oh when it runs out of battery it's just the worst it really puts me in a bad mood because it's always like when you're just like okay i really need to do this right now and then it just you try and then you're it's desperate. just fuck. yeah oh no that's the worst isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're so close and then the battery does like, oh. yeah so annoying (laughs) speaking of laziness i get so lazy with like cleaning it so sometimes i'm just like i i can't use it right now like (laughs) i can't be bothered to go clean it just leave it (laughs) i've seen so many things on instagram about it as well people like talking about how they're lazy sex toy cleaners or whatever and i was like yes (laughs) no one talks about this Oh, you know, if it's not electronic and it's it's silicon, you can just whack it in the dishwasher. Yeah, perfect. I mean, <laughs> as long as you don't live with like your parents, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> yeah, <it> was just <laughs> <laughs> you know, running down at first thing in the morning to unload the dishwasher. And be like, oh, like, oh, you're very being helpful, very helpful dear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. The last one kind of scared and my anxiety makes it difficult to relax the muscles down there interesting Mm. i feel like maybe a sex toy could be helpful then if you find it hard to relax like it can be a good kind of starting off point um and it's not like going straight into like fingering or oral penetrative sex yeah i think um something like that is it's not something that you want to force or force the issue and I think um you know I don't know it depends if you if you want to use it on your own or with a part especially with a partner maybe you can definitely discuss it beforehand when you're both sober and both you know in a good place and want to talk about these mm-hmm. things and it's like maybe just help not to build it up in your mind so you could just get your sex toy out when you're watching telly and maybe just run it along your arm or Mm. feel it how it feels in your hands you know get really familiar with it so it's not like the first time it's just in this magical box and it's (laughs) there to perform you're putting a lot of pressure on that and Mm. and a lot of people um have, have fed back to us in our research that if they decide they're using a sex toy it's almost like this kind of dogmatic right I'm using a sex toy so let's get it out let's go but you don't have to do that maybe you could build up to it maybe you could like touch yourself or your partner there's kissing and stroking and you can kind of build yourself up Mm. to the point where you're really craving that and really thinking oh I'm really you know I'm really turned on what's that going to feel like I want to try it rather Mm. than sort of building up I have to use this and do you know what I mean yeah for sure I like the uh the tip of like using it on your arm because I feel like that's a good way to kind of introduce it it's not mm. super scary and it it's kind of like yeah. a little massage it will help you relax <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it just becomes not so novel yeah exactly yeah it's hard when people suffer with anxiety and things like that to it's you know once you get into that to sort of talk yourself back down from that and find ways around it so yeah maybe different approaches whatever sort of led to that anxiety to sort of maybe try and Mm. redirect Mm -hmm. yeah for sure Mm. okay well those were the reasons why you guys don't use sex toys but we also asked if you have any anecdotes or stories about them or any thoughts about them and the first one was 
someone sent their friend's story, but it's anonymous, so we'll we'll accept it. <laughs> her and her boy were using a small anal vibrator and he lost it inside of her. We got a lot of losing inside <laughs> stories, but yeah. I think this was the only like anal one. Yeah, I mean, I think if you talk to any A&E nurse, they're, they're not on their own <laughs> with that one. My old neighbour was a bum doctor and he would tell us all these stories of people like losing stuff up their ass, And they're like, like a bottle, yeah. a pl- like a plastic bottle inside a plastic bag. And they'd obviously like tried to use it. Amazing how people slip and fall, isn't it? <laughs> so. Yeah, and then use the plastic bag handles to like pull it out. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, wow. And then it got stuck inside. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, people put crazy stuff up there. Yeah. I think, you know, it all loops back to this. If we don't talk about things, we don't know what's good and what's bad and what's going to end up <laughs> land you in A&E. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, if I've said this yeah. once, I've said it a thousand times. If you're going to put something in your butt, then it needs to have a flared base because your ass mm-hmm. muscles are really strong and they will suck it right up there so you've <laughs> so yeah. yeah you know a small bullet vibrator something like that is is not what you should be doing and it might seem like oh this might be fun but if you've got slippy fingers and it's not got a flared base then <laughs> <laughs> and they're so small as well like how would you even get mm. it out you just can't <laughs> I have kind of a gross question but like technically couldn't you just shit it out yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on being able to just like don't get yourself into yeah, that situation in the, in the first place. <laughs> so I should have said the next one with this one because maybe this was the friend, but they said <laughs> I let go of a vibrator once and lost it in a girl. So kind of exactly the same story. <laughs> At least it's not got sort of endless destination to go <laughs> if you lose it in your vagina. Yeah, true. <laughs> not as far up. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. could, I would not like that. I'm oh, I've had so many stories of people like getting it stuck and that you just can't make it stop vibrating. And I just would not like that at all. Whew. Okay, the next one. This one girl got me to wear a strap and doggy. I then realized how exposed your asshole is. Traumatized. <laughs> That's so fair. I literally didn't realize that until recently. I did and I not realize so that either. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you're thinking, you become really self conscious. Like, yeah. are they just looking at my ass? <laughs> yeah, I've genuinely thought that during sex before. I'm like, you have to just not let your mind go there because then you can't <laughs> yeah. go back. <laughs> or maybe you could just convince yourself or who knows that the person who's fucking you is, is really into that so they're yeah. getting off on it so yeah, who knows true. maybe tactic. another conversation to have yeah gotta like <laughs> flip it into a positive thought <laughs> yeah yeah they're loving this they really appreciate my asshole right now yeah. <laughs> okay the next one is um my mum walked in and asked me what my sex toy was I've not been home since as we said everyone's worst nightmare oh well I don't think my mum would dare my mum's so cute like she just wouldn't she wouldn't have that she wouldn't wouldn't ask me that no (laughs) 
Okay, the next one. This person said, probably a really negative one, but my ex-boyfriend hated that I had a vibrator. He thought it was unnatural and disgusting, but basically he's just sexist and insecure. Also the type of guy who would not go down on me even if his life depended on it. So, ew. <laughs> Imagine he doesn't give you head and is against sex toys. It's like, right, so what do you want me to do here, mate? Like, what yeah. are we going to do? You just want to come and then leave? Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Bye then. The cheek. Yeah. This guy sounds like a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect man. <laughs> I'm glad he's her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of red flags here, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. I do feel like a lot of girls in straight relationships would be scared of bringing it up because they're kind of like scared of making their boyfriend feel like oh my dick ain't good enough or you know yeah like i feel like there's a lot of guys that do do think those things and are just dicks like that and then it makes loads of girls be like scared to bring it up but this guy just sucks absolutely yeah it's just so (laughs) this guy sucks (laughs) but i think this is just this is such a symptom of patriarchy and toxic masculinity like for one it's not it's not this girl's responsibility or it's not our responsibility as women to make men feel better about their own dick or mm-hmm. their insecurities around it and things like that like it's yeah if if they're threatened by a sex toy then that's their issue that they need to unpack and they need to be able to think about do some self-reflection and then be able to communicate with you, you know, like an adult who wants to be in an adult relationship. (laughs) Like (laughs) really saying stuff like that. It's it's just so unfair to basically project all of your insecurities onto someone else by trying to gaslight them into thinking that what they're doing, because this person clearly is owning their pleasure and knows what she likes and all of this stuff. And, and yeah, it's, it's just, so out of order isn't it like it's so glad he's the ex (laughs) i think it goes back to like sex education as well because it's so like penis central like (laughs) Mm. you don't really learn about female pleasure so it's important to recognize like she it doesn't even sound like she's asking him to use it on her it's just that she even had one that he didn't like Mm. and it's like just let the girl wants to come let her come even if it's <laughs> yeah. not with you like yeah. just let her masturbate she has her fingers anyway so <laughs> yeah I mean it's just so judgy isn't it it doesn't it doesn't help it's just perpetuating that idea of sort of shame around these things like it's it's not bad to know what gets you off and how you how you enjoy sex or your mm. own pleasure like that's that's the thing to be celebrated and something that's great like that's not something to be shamed for at all and yeah, yeah this this guy obviously has his own issues definitely he's taking out on other people there. <laughs> we're just roasting this girl's ex-boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay the next one when i was 17 my girlfriend at the time got a vibrator stuck inside me and it was still vibrating and we argued for ages because i couldn't get it out and i didn't <laughs> want to go to a and e to get it taken out of me but then i went to the toilet and squatted and it fell out like i gave birth to this vibrator that was still <laughs> vibrating in the toilet bowl I washed it and carried on using it afterwards too <laughs> I mean that's the best part of the story yeah. <laughs> she wasn't scarred she was just ready oh, to go hilarious. I'm just imagining like having an argument 
with a vibrator yeah, stuck inside you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously the right background now. background noise. <laughs> very distracting. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, good uh, for you. I mean, at least you didn't have to go to A&E. Like, imagine you had yeah. to walk into A&E with the vibrator vibrating. <laughs> oh my it's God. just my phone. It won't leave me alone. <laughs> They're like, what's the issue? And you're like, ah... <laughs> what if it just takes so long that like you just start coming like because you know even if it's not like a sexual situation like i feel like maybe the like enough stimulation for enough time would you would just be like coming surely it would go so numb like it would be (laughs) (laughs) the last one someone said normalize them as they open up conversations about female pleasure which is so needed a hundred percent yeah i mean this this person's definitely on the same wavelength as us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i'm glad someone said that because i think that's why they're good like they open up so many conversations and even if it's scary at first like it can lead to so like a whole other world of sex that you can explore with your partner or without them so mm. just go for it yeah absolutely and even if it's you know sex toys or whatever you're discussing sexually even if it's then something that you don't enjoy or something you're not into at least you've learned that about yourself and you can take that forward and Mm. you can communicate that to other people so like I don't see how any conversations can be bad conversations as long as they're you know in a safe space where people are you know talking openly and want to hear each other's sort of opinions and yeah for sure um, and desires around that yeah but um, I I think you know, you're going back to what I was saying about the, the quality standards and all of that, the, the sex industry, the porn industry and sex toy industry, all of those things, they just fly so under the radar in terms of ethics and standards because of this, this sort of shame and taboo that, you know, patriarchy and all these sort of 2000 years of that kind of society has, has really squashed those conversations and conversations around it and often it's the most vulnerable people who then suffer like whether it's you know being able to afford quality toys or being able to express yourself in a safe place or being able to talk about your needs and your desires so yeah it's just so important that you know you guys keep doing what you're doing that we can enable more people to feel comfortable to have those conversations yeah definitely I'm so glad that so many people actually are using sex toys from our yeah. from our little poll that we did. <laughs> I mean, I'm really relieved because I've built a business around this. <laughs> Good news. Be you. awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> Okay, well, the last little bit of the segment, people ask some questions about sex toys and buying them or using them. So someone said, does it negatively impact intimacy, like closeness and passionateness of sex? Again, kind of what we were saying earlier, I think at the start it can seem a little bit awkward if you haven't used it with your partner before, but... It's not it's not really awkward if you've had the conversation before and you're both on the same page mm. and you both know what you like. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think if you can have the conversation, even if you have the conversation, you decide to try it and you find that maybe using a sex toy did detract from the intimacy between you, 
having the conversation and being able to talk to it surely has added to that intimacy mm-hmm. or that openness that you share. So it doesn't mean that you have to love sex toys, but being able to talk about it and being able to be open and to have those conversations. Because, you know, people change. You're not always going to feel the same way about things. Your body change, like everything changes. The whole human body mm. changes at it every seven years or something. So... You never know, but I think it's maybe it's more about being able to have the conversations than it is to say sex toys are bad for intimacy because not, you know, nothing stays the same. And yeah. it's it's more about sort of being able to explore that with someone yeah. and talk about it, I think, is more important. Yeah, I would argue yeah. even like it does the opposite. Like, I think it sort of promotes all these things. I think even if in the scenario you said like you use them and then you find like, yeah, it didn't feel as intimate or whatever, I think just like using sex toys by yourself or like can open so many more like avenues of like oh I enjoy this and like I enjoy that or I don't enjoy this or and I don't enjoy that and that's like all stuff that will I think ultimately make your sex life better and more intimate and all of that shit because the more you know yourself and the stuff that you like the more your partner can know that as well Mm. yeah that's such a good point yeah yeah and in my experience as well like if you use a sex toy say with a male partner and or like obviously with any partner but um, I'm just saying male because like it's more common that women don't come with men um (laughs) surprise surprise and um (laughs) like if you use a sex toy with a male partner and you come from it then that will like that makes it more passionate because you've both come and then you can can still continue having sex afterwards and like a lot of the time that connection yeah that can lead to like way more passionateness rather than thinking like oh when am I going to come is he going to make me come like no you've like claimed that for yourself and you're taking control of the situation and then you both get like equal amounts of pleasure so I think it can only be a good thing really but obviously you don't like force anyone into it (laughs) because that's not a good thing (laughs) like have the conversation figure out that if you're on the same page first and compromise yeah definitely it's all about consent isn't it and and sort of that ongoing are you still enjoying this is this still what you want shall we move on shall we change it up like Mm -hmm. always like checking in and I think that can be really hot in itself just exploring together and learning what what you like the next one someone asked do you think asking a guy to use a sex toy will make them feel bad at sex and i i mean we touched on it before and i do think like a lot of guys would have that like initial reaction of like oh you're like attacking me or whatever but as like mel was saying we're not like here to like make them feel good about their dick or like (laughs) you know what i mean so I don't know I I think like yeah I think that's a normal thing to kind of be like oh I feel like maybe I'll offend them a bit like I think realistically like a lot of guys will probably have that reaction but I think like if you just sit down and talk about it and like kind of like break it down realistically you're not actually doing anything offensive or like attacking them in any way so I think if they're a rational person and you're like a rational person (laughs) you can both come to the conclusion that it's it's not that they're bad at sex it's just that you want to use a sex toy (laughs) yeah definitely I think you know women and um throughout the centuries and I know it's gradually getting better and we're nowhere near 
you know, that, that change that we want to achieve. But women have been taught and socialised mm. to defer to men and to put men's needs above their own. So even asking that question is like, oh, but what if it offends my boyfriend? It's like, but what about your pleasure? Yeah. What about what you want? And being able to have that conversation. And, you know, it isn't it isn't women's responsibility to unpack that for them and, you know, it's good if you can create a safe space to have that conversation and and so the their ego isn't threatened and to to sort of be able to nurture that conversation but again it's not it's not women's responsibility to take that on and the thing is like like we we're saying sex it's not like a competition it's not either or so for example if your friend made some chips right and they were like banging chips they're the best <laughs> chips you've ever had but you still might want to put some salt and vinegar on it or you might want some tomato sauce and it could change and and your friend's not going to somehow, you know, have some massive damaged ego reaction. Oh, I can't <laughs> handle this because you put a bit of mayonnaise on the chips. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's the same kind of thing. It's all about ego and managing other people's ego and just being confident in your own needs and desires. You know, you are equally valid in that relationship and that situation and your your needs and what you want are equally important so I think it's a consideration and yeah maybe a lot of guys will it will make them feel bad initially and we can be there to have that conversation especially if it's something you want to pursue and go forward and but yes yeah for sure yeah it's the you know it's it's this whole situation is created through toxic masculinity and Mm -hmm. and it's not our responsibility to then solve it for them yeah I love that metaphor I was gonna say before you said that that it's kind of like if every time a guy like asked you to have anal you were like is there something wrong with my vagina it's like no they just want to try something different just like you want to try something (laughs) different with a vibrator (laughs) like (laughs) anyway (laughs) the next one not really a question but stigma with male sex toys I don't really know that much about male sex toys so I guess maybe there is a bit of stigma around it yeah perhaps male pleasure is very centered but it's centered in a very heteronormative this is what it has to be kind of way and and maybe men who enjoy different things or different sensations so I mean a lot of men are into pegging they're into Mm. sort of being more submissive or different like Mm. types of BDSM play and there's there is a stigma around what a man should be and how a man should act and I think it's important again to have these conversations so you you don't you know just because you're into something that makes your body feel good it doesn't define you as a person or your entire gender makeup and your masculinity it's it's just what what gets you off and that's fine and sort of it's it's I think it's only a good thing if you can understand what you like and be able to communicate that so yeah it just goes back to that same thing I mean you know this the idea of this sort of patriarchal society and and how toxic masculinity has shaped pleasure and put men's pleasure at the forefront it's not all men's pleasure it's the men that fit into this nice heteronormative this is what men like box so yeah it's just sort of being able to sort of break free of those stereotypes and be able to have those conversations and i think there's definitely a stigma for like men to use sex toys because i don't know i had a conversation with uh my boyfriend and like some of my guy friends and stuff recently about like I don't know sort of fleshlights or other sex toys and kind of the consensus was like yeah no we wouldn't I would never buy that and like kind of just for like 
is not like not a creepy thing but like I don't know it's just like I'm not that kind of guy so I feel like there is sort of like a stigma mm. around it but I mean I also can't speak on it that much <laughs> oh I think there definitely is and if we go back to like some of the research that I've done actually men buy sex toys more than women overall like if the if you took all of sex toy shopping men represent more of the people buying them and obviously there's a lot of gay men in there and I think mm. maybe the sort of the men who are trapped in this stigma and this oh it's weird it's creepy could maybe take a leaf out of the <laughs> the gay guys books and just be more free and think about oh what is it that turns me on what do I like because yeah and maybe they're lying <laughs> I mean because a, a lot of men buy sex toys um the data is out there so it's it's it goes back to that maybe there's not it's not safe for them to talk about it and yeah. we as women we we're really good at talking and communicating and making it okay and we definitely have these mm. conversations and we have done for years and years you know go back to the old Anne Summers parties and stuff like that we've always been having these conversations even if it's amongst ourselves yeah um it's to make it okay for guys because I think guys want to buy this stuff too and they do they just probably not talking about it as much yeah <laughs> yeah guys just talk about their sex lives with their friends a lot less than women do and i'm like what? yeah that's not that's bad, so yeah. fun <laughs> 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 like you'd learn so much from each other <laughs> yeah they totally would <laughs> uh the net someone said how to make sure of the quality and someone said which one which i feel are sort of like the two main things of your company so maybe we can sort of get into the episode and you can tell us a little bit more about that and I mean, in terms of the quality, I think one of the main reasons that I set up this company and in the way that I have is because it's so hard to know what, what you're buying often and um, what the quality of the materials are and all of that kind of stuff. And it's there's no transparency and you, there's so many websites out there. There's so many choices, and but it's equally so hard to, to find out some really basic information like where was it made what's in it and that's some and things that we take for granted in the food industry or the fashion industry that's that's now sort of commonplace is is still not not doing that with sex toys and I'm not saying all sex toy companies because there's a lot of good ones out there but you know the market is saturated okay so I've had this idea for years and years me and my partner are exploring different sex toys and we, we thought it'd be really exciting let's buy a new sex toy that I think we wanted to buy a dildo so we go online and we just spent hours trawling through websites trying to find exactly what we wanted the color the shape or anything like that and it became really tedious and it took all of the fun out of it mm. and it wasn't it wasn't a sexy experience anymore we were just bored of looking mm. at a screen so yeah what we what we thought was, what if we flip this idea on its head? What if you could tell a website what you wanted and then it can create it for you? And then what if you know that what you're buying has been ethically sourced? So what people don't realise is, for example, you can buy a silicon sex toy you can, or, or whatever sex toy, whatever it's made out of. But um, in the makeup industry and in the sex toy industry, a lot of toys and makeup is they use mica as a pigment. Mica is, a, if you Google it, it's not a very ethical product. 
and often it's the product of child labour maybe or it's it's tested on animals it's got extra things in it that aren't safe for your body like sometimes it contains crushed beetles like it's a minefield and so sometimes you might buy something that's whole that looks like it's great but then and the same with the makeup industry as well that you often has got a lot of these unethical products in that are sort of hidden in the background so what I really wanted to do was create something that was completely transparent so you know you could say to me hey Mel where did you get your pigment from what's in it or where did you get your silicon from or how is it made and we've got an answer for you not this kind of mysterious oh and you've sort of blind, blinded by oh this is this is fun <laughs> and sexy and you forget how it's been made or who suffered as a consequence and so those two overarching ideas was something that is designed for your own needs because once you've used sex toys or or you know had a few experiences you get an idea of what you want what's good for you and what feels good for you and you want to get that so for example if you guys just type into google you want to buy a dildo you come up with loads of different websites and all of them will present you with pictures of dildos and then what you've got to do is you've got to click on it you've got to see oh do i like the look of that and then you've got to find out what size is it, what shape is it, what's it made of, mm. where did it come from? All of these considerations. But what if you flip that on its head and you didn't have to go through all of those arduous tasks and you could say, oh, this is what I want. I want it to be this long or this wide. I want it to be this shape and I can add these textures and I can make it this colour. So give the people what they want. <laughs> basically. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> Mm. yeah <laughs> like I feel like there's more and more things that are coming out that are more like people are kind of realizing everyone's different and like things people need different things so not everything's yeah, kind of one size gonna kind of fit, fit. yeah and I, and like streamlining that process is like so clever and yeah. yeah I think some of the focus groups that we've done people have come back with the same sort of gripe every time is that so you, you get a dildo and it's five inches long and it's one and a half inches wide. And then you think, oh, I like that, but I'd like it to be a bit wider. You try and find that because what everyone does is they, well, not everyone, but a lot of people, they'll scale up their sex toys because they're mass produced. It's easier, it's cheaper. And so um, it's quite hard and difficult to find something that fits what you're actually looking for so a lot of people are saying oh do you know what I'd really like something that's a bit wider or a bit wider here or this kind of or maybe I want it narrower but I don't want it to be really short or any of these things that that people want that this is the frustrations that are sort of being fed back to us or what kind of textures they want in different places so we've, we've yeah we're in the process now we're talking to a lot of people and we're trying to represent all all walks of life and all people who can tell us what they want and what they need from a sex toy so we can build that into our website basically and be able to offer those things back to people. Mm, yeah, it sounds so good, especially as someone who's like the most indecisive person ever. <laughs> it can be so intimidating when you go on like Love Honey mm. or something like that and they have these massive dildos and you're like, that's not what I want. That's yeah. scary. And there's so many of that. them. And, and then they look this. They're like flesh coloured with balls and veins. And you think, I don't. I really. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Who wants that? But yeah. you know, some people do. But yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's so. It doesn't have to just be like 
an, a dildo that you would get from one of those like mass produced mm. companies. There are so many different ways. So yeah, it sounds. I'm I'm so excited to see like yeah. the final product. <laughs> I'm of, so excited yeah, to get like my how dildo. the website looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's just really exciting and being people being able to say, do you know what? This is what's going to feel good for me. I'd be like, yes, we can do that, rather than you know a company thinking oh we think this will be good let's offer it and then people Mm. have to Mm -hmm. buy what's already been made because that's the choice and that kind of links in with the the idea of sustainability and the environment because so much stuff is created in this world and is it all necessary is it all what people want we're sort of speculating about what people might want and let's offer it to them and they buy it and there's a lot of waste and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that whereas yeah what I'm thinking is people know what they want and we can make it in the most sustainable way possible in the safest way possible and give it back to you and it's it's actually something that you've thought thought about and you know all in the kind of feedback leads back into those conversations where you're actually thinking and talking about what you like and what gives you pleasure it's exciting and I want want to create a fun way of shopping for sex toys and something that sparks a conversation or can create more intimacy so yeah that's the dream yeah I really like the angle of like having to actually like sit there and think about what you're into it, it will completely change the conversations that we have around sex I think rather than it just being this like pre-packaged way but I was going to ask you actually about the materials that you're thinking about using like is it going to be silicone or yeah what? they're going to be a range yeah so everything that we make is going to be made of platinum silicon which is medical grade silicon so that's um 100 body safe and the same with the pigments that then go in that are again they're vegan and they're 100 body safe so everything yeah and that's that's basically all that goes into the production of it there's no other ingredients there's nothing else it's just silicon and pigment um yeah so and and you can have with silicon you can have different um firmness so depending on what you like it can be softer it can be harder and yeah it's it's for us i think it's the best way to be able to bespoke make something that you know going back to that other person's comment about expensive to make something completely bespoke out of stainless steel would be extremely expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> or glassy get there in yeah. my kiln with my <laughs> glass blowing equipment is a bit out of my um, skill set but um yeah so silicon is is definitely for us we think it's the way forward it's the way to to achieve what we want to achieve um while still making it affordable do you have any advice for people to kind of figure out what they might like in a sex toy before they order it from you or before they order from anywhere. Um, Yeah, definitely. I think what's, um, and we're still building this into our website, so spoiler alert, but um, (laughs) what we're going to have on our website is, is ways to help people think about and have those conversations. So think about what, what does it for you and what kind of penetration you like or where do you is it your g spot or is it your a spot that you gets you or your prostate or all of these different things what is it that that gives you joy and gives you pleasure and then we can say well if you had this texture here then it might feel good as it goes inside you if you had slightly more bulbous or curved a bulbous head with a bit of a curve then it's going to get your g spot so it's kind of almost like ties into that education and 
thinking about linking that with what what do you like how can i achieve that or what is best to do that rather than a bit of a potluck or oh, that might that might be good it might not um yeah because yeah you could end up buying five or six sex toys and none of them really quite doing it for you so mm-hmm. yes maybe think about your own sexual experiences and what gets you off what do you enjoy what do you like and then you can tell us that or you can find that those resources on the website where we'll sort of say well this this might feel good for you or this might feel good or if you put this texture on it it will feel good in this way i think that's like the exact like extra step people need because i think people already find it hard to first talk about and like put into words like what gives them pleasure and what they like so what like if i can come to you and be like oh i think i'm like into deep penetration but i don't really know what that means about like the kind of dildo i should buy like I might just be like oh I'll just buy like the longest dildo then because then surely that's like the deepest penetration but I think if you have like an extra guide in that space of like okay so if you like this kind of sensation this kind of thing in the sex toy will give you that sensation or whatever and I that's great that's amazing I'm like I'm really excited I like want to learn <laughs> yeah I'm so excited <laughs> could you tell us a bit about sex toys that you've used and you're like this just isn't quite right or experiences you've had with like trying to introduce sex toys with a partner yeah I think I, and a trap that I've fallen into that maybe a, a lot of people have is that I'm very visually led so I might go onto a website and be like oh that looks pretty but I've not <laughs> thought about the shape of it or <laughs> what texture it is and think will I actually enjoy that because I think oh that looks nice um, so yeah, so I want people to to sort of think about what will feel nice and then actually be able to create something that will look nice as well because you can choose your own colours and it can be glittery or it can glow in the dark or it can have, you know, you can turn it into a, a flag or have mixed That's different so colours together. So yeah, it's kind of a, a best of both worlds because I'm, I know I'm, I'm definitely, even now I'm a sucker for that thinking, oh, that looks nice. And I've not really <laughs> thought about <laughs> anything beyond it's like got a pretty pattern on it or something. Um, And yeah, I think sometimes I've fallen into the trap of buying things that are super expensive um, or being advertised at and it's been a bit of a letdown. I know once I bought this and it was quite sexy in itself. I bought this um, bullet vibrator that you can wear as a necklace and so it's quite a long Uh, necklace and then it sits in your cleavage and I was like, that's really hot. I want that. (laughs) But the actual vibrator is not that good. (laughs) It's just everything that goes around. It looks really sexy. It comes in a sexy box. If you feel sexy wearing it because you know you're wearing a vibrator that you might use with your partner yeah. later. But ultimately, the actual vibrator was a bit like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and what about tips for people who might be looking to introduce using sex toys with their partner? Do you have any tips for that? I think my tip is... Oh, maybe I've got two tips but the first one is to make sure that when you have those conversations that although it's really tempting to like down a bottle of wine to get up the courage or something like that to really make sure that you're you've set yourself up in a nice comfortable safe space to have those conversations and to to remember the conversations and and to also acknowledge with yourself and and with other people that you people change and we always change and what we want changes even from day to day I mean throughout your cycle your cervix moves so something that 
might be good for say week one of your cycle will feel terrible in week three so it's really about knowing yourself and understanding yourself and then I think just being able to communicate that with someone else is is really important and then I think maybe touching on what I said before is like rather than sort of having a sex toy and putting it in a box in a secret cupboard and it being this sort of big thing that you've built up in your mind that you have to sort of get out and be like ah now I have to use my sex toy maybe you can sort of you know just normalize it a little bit and just bring it up just randomly or just get it out to look at it or to talk about it and you don't have to use it you don't have to use it all the time you can play with it a little bit and put it away or you know there's no rules and I think you just try and free yourself from what you think or what you've been taught through know unrealistic examples like porn or society or (laughs) men or whatever it is that you know maybe try and free yourself of that and just go inside a little bit (laughs) no pun intended uh, (laughs) yeah listen to your own listen to yourself yeah that's good advice but yeah thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much no worries thanks for inviting me yeah and do you want to tell everyone where they can find melba toys find you yeah absolutely so um, at the minute we're mostly on instagram at melba toys or one word and on there we're trying to put a lot of content sort of educational content and sex positivity and then the website melbatoys.com um, you'll be able to learn everything about our mission and our values and what we're wanting to achieve and we're basically in the net the what we're calling the alpha stage of development which is where we're collecting every all everyone's experiences and opinions and inviting people to share with us what they want and what they like in a sex toy so we can build that into our website so we've got a quiz on there that you can take you can tell us what you're into and it's completely anonymous and if you want to you can sign up to our mailing list on the website and then people who are on that mailing list those people are going to basically have the first opportunity to be part of our testing group to test the website and to be able to order their own bespoke dildo butt plug vibrator whatever it is Great, well, thank you so much again. Guys, go over to their website and do their sex toy quiz and go follow them. And as always, you know where to follow us, Sextra's podcast on Instagram, Facebook, our website, www.sextraspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with everyone you know. And we'll see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.